the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Dialogue with Divinity. This is your host, Johanna Carroll, and you're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network. As you know, Dialogue with Divinity was created a long time ago. We've been doing our show for about nine years now to bring you the wisdom keepers of our times. And I have to tell you, I am so thrilled with this guest today because her subject and her influences are very near and dear to my heart, which is Mary Magdalene. As many of you know, she had a great influence on my life. Um, that's That's another story in itself. But let me tell you that We're talking with author today, Dana Macucci. I feel like she's really a a spiritual sister from another lifetime. And her latest book is called The Third Muse. And it's a time travel mystery novel. It's got a lot of influence of divine feminine energy. But let me tell you a little bit about our our guest. She's enjoyed a decades-long career as a widely published journalist and author writing about culture, travel, and spirituality, our favorite subject. Her articles and essays have appeared in newspapers and magazines such as the New York Times, International Herald Tribune, Chicago Tribune, Architectural Digest, Town and Country, Spirituality Health, and many others. Her books include Sojourns of the Soul, One Woman's Journey Around the World and Into Her Truth, that which was a gold winner in the 2013 Nautilus Book Awards. Her new novel, which I mentioned, is called The Third Muse. I love this book. It's a metaphysical time travel mystery inspired by the Renaissance ideals and the whole divine feminine teachings of the Magdalene Order. She lives in Taos, New Mexico, after many years in NYC, and has a private healing and mentoring practice and conducts transformational events worldwide. So without further ado, I want to bring our guest, Dana Makuchi, on to Dialogue with Divinity. So nice to have you. Oh, Johanna, thank you. It's so nice to be with you, and I just I feel a familiarity just hearing your voice already, so <laughs> I'm honored to be on your show. <laughs> well, that's very nice. I have to tell you, I many years ago uh, when I was in Italy, I went to the Uffizi Gallery very in Florence very late in the afternoon, and I just used my intuition. All the tourists had left, and it, you know, there wasn't a lot of time, and I just let my intuition guide me on my walk and I heard you know go right go left so I followed I was going down this long hallway and I took a I heard turn left and I went in and there was Venus rising from the sea and I I stood in front of this and I started to cry and I just felt like 
I knew I knew nothing about the painting, nothing about the artist, nothing about what it represented or anything like that. But I just felt like whoever that woman in that painting was was really speaking to me. And so after I came home, for those of you that are listening, after I did my research, which I'm sure Dana is well aware of, Venus Rising from the Sea is really celebrating Mary Magdalene's arrival in France. And so there's lots of historical value, not only to the painting, but spiritual uh, awakening of the divine feminine and what she truly represents. Um, and to me, she was, you know, she was a partner of Yeshua. You know, they were here to teach. They were a great team and so many other things as well. So when I when I picked up your book, it's just, okay, <laughs> this feels just as familiar as that painting did. Aww. And I was... I was very blessed many years ago that Mary actually, as woo-woo as it sounds, which I know you'll get, she actually started speaking to me and telling me about her life with him. So this book, you know, it's very relevant. I love the way you wrote it. I love the fact that you've broken it down into the three sections of the first, second, and third muse. But I'm really curious as to why, what inspired you to write this book in the first place? Oh, that is the best question, Johanna. Thank you. I loved hearing about your story. And, you know, what struck me is when you said you burst into tears when you saw that painting, right? The, the Birth of Venus by Botticelli, which I even mentioned right. in The Third Muse. And mm -hmm. so I similarly burst into tears when I first made contact, well, let's just say with Magdalene's massive energy field, and you know how massive that is, oh, when I myself, <laughs> it's huge, went, was in the south of France um, at mm -hmm. the sacred sites associated with the Magdalene, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, including uh, her cave in the St. Beau Mountains and Saint-Marie-de-la-Mer, yep. where she landed, mm -hmm. as you know, yep. and then this, where I broke into tears was at her, at the crypt in the oh, Basilica oh. of San Maximum. Oh, yes. And honestly, Johanna, I didn't, I, I didn't even know what came over me, and I couldn't even, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't stop weeping. I fell to the floor, and another woman in our small group of spiritual pilgrims helped me back to my feet, and I said to her, I miss her so much, I didn't know this kind oh. of love was possible. Yeah, I know. Mm. You, and, one of the uh, things... Um, I want to just mention one of the things we're going to have to take a quick break. I know we just started, but um, I want to mention this. One of the things in the third muse you say um, when Lena, she switched to a different frequency in her thoughts and in her feelings. So I thought that was profound, but you know what? We're going to be right back. We're going to take a short <laughs> break. Network broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN TV. 
For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. 
Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to Dialogue with Divinity, everyone. We we we're, we had a lot of chit chat in the beginning, and now we really get to have a dialogue with Divinity <laughs> because Dana Makuchi, who is our wonderful guest today, uh, and her her latest book, which, which is the Third Muse, it really really hits the heart of you know the Magdalene order, the teachings, what she represented, uh, the divine feminine. But I have to tell you, the book, the thing I loved about the book was. You know, it was a, it was an easy read. I mean, it was really relevant, the story about Lena and everything. And yet there was all these layers of profound wisdom that you presented. And we did have a similar experience of Mary, I think, speaking to us in her own way. So you fell to your knees and then you had somebody that helped you up and get back in your body. Yes. And then what, then what yes. happened? And then I, I realized, I said, I, I, I didn't know this kind of love was possible. And I realized I had tapped into that massive circuit, Johanna, which is almost like an electrical current, you know, when you really Mm -hmm. access it, just moving through my body, and a massive circuit of divine love coming from the Magdalene's heart, and I had always had a very close relationship like you have with Yeshua, again, the two of them as mystics, right, and healers, and um, great avatars, and so uh, it was just so profound, and I came back then back home to where I now live in Taos, New Mexico, as you said, after many years in New York City. And I rewrote this entire novel, which had been in my life for about 25 years, if you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And so it was a very, very long labor of love. However, I feel that it was gestating that long so that I could come into contact with her massive energy field of divine love and then somehow imbue it throughout this entire story. So I would have to say that she really, from that moment onward in 2011, overlit not only my life, but the writing, the rewriting of this novel that had been in my life for 25 years. Yeah, and I also think, you know, I believe there's divine timing in everything. Mm -hmm. And so obviously your divine timing was, was spot on. I also remember, I was raised very, very Catholic in Connecticut. And I remember as a little kid, sitting in church and, you know, talking about Mary Magdalene, she's this big sinner. And, and I, I immediately, I was young. I was probably nine or 10 years old. I said, no, she was not. No, she was not. You know, and I knew nothing about any of this, obviously at nine or 10 years old, but I always had that innate awareness that the story of Mary Magdalene being a prostitute and all that wasn't true. And so, you know, here we are in the age of the divine feminine. And I feel that I don't know. I just feel that women have been called lots of things that really are not true. And they've been demeaning and they're, you know, whether it's the patriarchal mm-hmm. place of religion or whatever, wanting to, you know, stick us in a box. I don't know. <laughs> but I feel that um, Mary is speaking to lots of people. And certainly in your book, for those of you that are listening, you've got to go buy this book. It's called The Third Muse. And I love the way, by the way, that you broke the book down. First muse, beauty. Second muse, truth. Third third muse, love, which is, of course, what you were saying you were feeling. What do you think is so unique about the book? I mean, obviously, someone who's on a quest of some kind spiritually for their own unique identity. Um, but what do you think makes it so unique? Well, 
Joanna, I think it's really a, a hybrid kind of a novel. So it is, you know, fiction, of course. And it was almost as if through the medium of fiction, I could speak to the greater truth. Mm. And it's a, it's really weaves together, as you said earlier, so many layers of history because there are flashbacks to the Renaissance uh, with the one of the two main heroines, the woman mm-hmm. in the painting, Giovanna mm-hmm. Trinabani, mm-hmm. and who was painted by the Renaissance master Ghirlandaio, and Lena on the quest of this stolen painting, which is really you know the same journey that we are all on, which is uh, a quest for wholeness. And uh, self-mastery, although sometimes that may not be conscious, right, in everyone, a conscious quest. And so Lena really begins to open up through these many layers of history and mystery and spirituality with Giovanna somehow reaching through time and guiding her along through seven initiations, which are inner Mm -hmm. initiations to higher and higher levels of self-mastery. Unbeknownst to Lena, of course, at that time, as a young, ambitious uh, journalist, very much concerned with worldly matters, you know, like so many of us have been and, and are. Was that, you know, a reflection of maybe your younger life, not that you're old or anything, but <laughs> before, the lights went, before the lights went on spiritually? Oh, is that a reflection of you? Uh, well, you, you know, as every writer does, yes, there are elements of my uh, life and my former younger self, for sure. And although Lena is a creation and a fictional character, there's aspects about her that are not like me. But yes, there are, there are some similarities. Uh, and that was a long time ago, <laughs> like you said, not that we're old, but, uh, you know, I began writing the book on legal pads, if you can imagine. This was before we even had laptops in a garret in Paris when I uh, just picked up and moved at the age of uh, 29. And I wanted to live the writer's life on the left bank. And, and oh, that's wow. what I did. And it, everything uh-huh. just it just came to me, even her name, Lena which was given to me, I only realized when I went back to rewrite this so many years later in 2012 that her name is embedded in the word Magdalena. That's interesting. There's so many layers, and it's very metaphorical. So for those of you that are listening, you know, that maybe are in the middle of a quest, the beginning of a quest, and even the end of a quest of self-discovery, the book is really going to speak to you. I I really love the fact that you broke it down into – the three muses. I mean, I think when someone hears the word muse, mm-hmm. they everyone's got their own definition. So what is your definition of the word muse? Well, the muse, as you know, there were the nine muses in Greek yep. mythology. And then I, that was, so the title was a play on the muses. So a muse to me is a, is a form of inspiration. And so they were goddesses in the Greek times, and it could simply be an, an energy or a concept or a feeling as an inspiration. And then the beauty, truth, and love, which are my, are my three muses, um, are also Lena's, too, because she's being taken as a journalist writing about art, right? She's enamored with beauty. And we know beauty is an emotion, and it's so much a, a part of really accessing those higher dimensions of consciousness. And then she moves into the uh, uncovering the layers of truth. Yes, in this 3D art scandal about the stolen painting, she wants mm-hmm. to get to the truth of, of uh, what happened there. She's also moving into the truth of who she is. And then finally, as she opens her heart to a more expansive love, 
to me, that's the answer, right? And that's what Magdalene and Yeshua show to us as individual masters and through their sacred relationship, that that is the way. For me, that love is the spiritual path. Well, I think it's the only, you know, I always say love, um, love pours the soul into the body. And it's, I call it the scotch tape of heaven or the Velcro of the universe. You know, it's, it's a a state of divine wholeness. So one of the reviews that you got from Marcy, Marcy uh, Spina from New York Times bestselling author, happy for no reason and chicken soup for the woman's soul. I love that book. This is what she had to say. This beautifully written mystery set in international art world expresses a deep heart-centered wisdom inspired by the Renaissance ideals and the goddess archetype. Okay, and then she continues to say, in our own time of great change and rebirth, Dana Makuchi celebrates the return of a divine feminine consciousness and the power of love. So, goddess archetype. We've got so many different archetypes that you know, if someone really wants to discover that within themselves, will they discover that by reading the book, do you think? Yes, yes. Thank you for asking that, Johanna. I really did write the book ultimately to empower women to continue to reconnect with their true divine essence, truth, and power. And although the book speaks, it's really a universal tale of love, and it speaks to men too, particularly women. And I think definitely that women can access this, the goddess within, the divine feminine within, um, which is embodied in the book by Giovanna, who is, uh, as I went into the Renaissance flashbacks, she is a follower of the Magdalens and the Magdalene order. And then Lena in her connection with Giovanna through time, and I won't give away too much, that um, she begins also to access this rising divine feminine within herself. And, you know, I really see the Magdalene for all of us. Why is she so popular now? Why is she working through so many of us, men and women, and women in particular? It's because for me, Johanna, she, she represents the archetype, the model of the fully self-actualized woman and being. I also feel the relationship that she had with Yeshua, which got a lot of bad press on some level from the Vatican anyway. And by the way, for those of you that are listening, I think it was in the late 1960s, the Vatican did issue a statement that she, when they decided to to canonize her, that she was never a prostitute. However, I can tell you, being part of a Catholic church community in New England, nobody stood up on the pulpit and told anybody that. It was <laughs> like a right. big secret. You know? right. So. right. And so thank you. Thank you for putting this wisdom out there. And, and, you know, we're all doing it in our own ways as we're called to. As to yes, she was demonized. And in doing so, so was the entire divine feminine consciousness, right, um, for those of us. And I was raised as a Catholic, too in an Italian Catholic family. So uh, I remember, you know, go, not to, you know, I, look, I accept and uh, completely allow for the gifts that religion may bestow upon people who choose sure. that path. It has That's not right. been my path, mm-hmm. so I don't reject anything, but I have taken an alternative path. 
and um, I, I just there was something missing for me as a little girl going to church, and I thought, wait a minute, where's the feminine in all of this? Yeah, that's really true. Yeah. You know, for those of the listeners that do not know, can you explain to them what the Magdalene Order actually is before we take our next break? Yes, the Magdalene Order is. You could look upon it as an energetic order. It, it, it unites people of like heart in particular and like mind who are devoted to three, what I feel to be our three main missions on this planet. And there are many people now reawakening and remembering their place in the Magdalene order. Or we could say, let's say, uh, I don't like the words followers, but those who identify and resonate with the Magdalene's teachings and what she stood for. And so the Magdalene's, as we are sometimes called, and um, those who p- are putting out this wisdom are part of this order. The Magdalene's hold and seed the light wherever they go. They embody and emanate love universal love, the high heart Uh love that Uh knows no boundaries beyond separation. Uh And they also perform this alchemical inner marriage within the heart, the sacred inner marriage, which was symbolized by the, if you choose to believe the alternative history, which feels true to me, the sacred partnership between Magdalene and Yeshua when they walked the earth. Although the sacred inner marriage is something that they each did within their own sacred hearts like we are also able to do so and that's a you know it's a very that is a process that is not easy to put into words because as i say it really simply involves if i could break it down about living purely and fully in and through your heart at all. dana i'm sorry to interrupt you but we're going to take a quick break so i need you to hold that thought we will be right back are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, StarwalkerVisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back, everyone. This is Johanna Carroll on the Exxon Broadcast Network, and you are listening to Dialogue with Divinity and our wonderful continued conversation today with the author of The Third Muse, which is Dana Makuchi. Dana, before we went to break, we were really talking a little bit about the Magdalene Order. It almost seems like an order of nuns on some level, but yet I know it's not. And I feel, I, I really believe that there are people that are that are part of the order and maybe don't even know it. So reading your book or like, you know, my experience at the Uffizi Gallery, you know, your experience um, on your, uh, where were, oh, you were at the crypt, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're, okay, you were at the crypt. And I know for myself, when I was in uh, Marie Saint-Lamain, the same thing, there were really weird things that started happening. And it was like, you know, it is awakening. It is, it is a calling. And so I feel that this awakening of the divine feminine, I really do feel that, you know, Mary Magdalene is really, she never stopped doing her work, but she's really continuing to do her work with a much larger voice. This book though, is very different than other things you've written. Is that not correct? Yes, Johanna. Yes, it is. And I have to say, when I use the word overlit by the Magdalene, it is, even hard to put into words as I felt her energy streaming through me as I was rewriting this book. And so I feel that it is, it's encoded with layers of light. 
and that people reading it will receive, you know, whatever truths and the activations and energetic attunements that they're meant to receive through the Magdalene. So I opened myself really as a, as a vessel to receive and transmit this um, energy of divine love coming from her heart to mine. And it is different from my um, other books. And way back when, when I was uh, a journalist writing about art in New York City, I wrote a number of books about art and collecting. And then also I had gone out into the world on assignments to write about culture and travel to exotic places, Johanna, that I would choose based on where I felt I needed to be. And, you know, it really was my higher self guiding me, um, knowing that these journeys were way beyond the article I would produce, that they were really journeys of ongoing inner expansion and illumination, as I call them. And those sacred journeys I recount in my book, Sojourns of the Soul, One Woman's Journey Around the World and Into Her Truth, which is a spiritual travel memoir. Well, I have to tell you, one of the things I started doing many years ago when I was living in Sedona, Arizona, was doing a sacred site retreats with people around the world and I don't know if you know this or not this is not about me today this is about you but I definitely have a retreat that I do following in the footsteps of Mary Magdalene and so Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of it was so profound for all of us and then when we went to um when we went to Rensselaer Chateau and, and, you know, all of that that we did and we stood in the Magdalene Tower and we did some chanting and it felt like we were getting ready to take off, <laughs> literally, oh, yeah. you know. So yeah. I, I, for those of you that are listening um, who do have an opportunity, you, you know, you don't necessarily have to get on a plane and go to a sacred site, but you through this vibrational connection of reading this book. Or following your path or listening to your inner truth, you know, turning all the lights on and becoming enlightened, you do have an opportunity to connect with a really, really high vibration. And, you know, I sort of mentioned at the beginning when, you know, Lena talks about uh, switching to a different frequency on her thought, because to me, it's all energy, it's all, it's all vibration anyway. And so the fact that Women, do you think women are still in the dark ages on some level? I don't mean that to judge women, but, you know, in society, we're going in a whole other direction right now, but in society and politics and all of that, you know, are we still trying, you know, they're still trying to put us in the dark ages. And by the way, I love men. This is not about men against women or anything. This is about a system of energy that I'm referring to. What are your thoughts on that? Exactly, Johanna, and that, that's how I view our experience as well as, a, you know, everything, as you say, is energy and vibration. And so, you know, it appears, and I say the word appears, uh, because I really think at the highest level, as we continue to attune our frequency, our energetic signature, to the higher dimensional consciousness of divine love, divine truth, divine wisdom, divine power that Yeshua and Magdalene held unwaveringly, uh, really as role models for all of us, as we know, to follow, laying footprints of light into the future Mm, so that we had a way to follow through. So apparently, yes, it seems as if the hands of time in regards to women and, you know, higher consciousness are moving backward. However, I feel that it is also at the same time uh, 
we know we're in, in a very transitional great shift in consciousness now. There is a lot of light on the planet, too. So we're seeing this massive polarization of opposites. And when I spoke of that sacred intermarriage earlier, that's what I meant, which is about uniting these dualities that define our earth plane, this, what I call this duality experiment, and, and everything we do and live is defined in opposites, male and female, as we know, spirit and matter, the sacred and the sensual, light and dark. So when we are becoming more unified within ourselves, moving more into wholeness, we are collapsing those dualities. And how that happens is not something we do with our heads. As one of my favorite mantras is, and I say this at my events all the time and remind myself, drop out of your head and into your heart. And this happens naturally, this uh, integration of opposites and dualities um, through that sacred intermarriage happens naturally when we're present and fully grounded in our bodies and our attention is focused fully and completely in and through our heart centers. I really think that this intermarriage that you're talking about, because I do a lot of work on this as well with my clients, and I really feel that it's really a marriage of the self and the soul. You know, there's that human aspect of spirit expressing, you know, through us living in a body. And then we exactly. have this ascended piece of us. And, you know, I think people are just trying to make the the connection. So, I, you know, I say, you know, be the master of your mind, but the mistress of your soul. And so yeah, exactly. That's it's kind of, you know, it definitely is. And I think, you know, the world, the news, the TV, everything that we're seeing, is it's kind of like um, the archetypes of today. I guess, you know, we get to see our own reflection in, in that journey. And for those of you that are listening, everyone feels, a lot of people feel, there's a lot of chaos in the world right now. But what I really would like to say to you, and it's very evident in your book as well, chaos is a precursor to change. And change is not a bad thing. It's an opportunity to walk up the ladder of awareness at a whole new level. So mm -hmm. in this, particularly, if, and we're not going to talk about politics because it just makes me nauseous to even think about that, but in terms of the polarity and the political system, particularly, I don't think it's just the U.S. I think it's all over the world right now. Where do we see the divine feminine energy emerging in a brand new way? What would your thoughts be on that? Well, you know, I think there is a lot going on behind the scenes that is not necessarily reported in the media. You know, okay. There are young women who are creating organizations and bring, bringing people together and working with women in the third world. There are a number of women's empowerment groups that I've been reading about, whether it's, it's in at sub-Saharan Africa or you know, uh, central, the jungles of Central America. And so w we have these, um, uh, what shall we call them, these, these pioneers, really, of the new paradigm who are out there on the ground. We all have different missions and assignments, and they're out there on the ground really um, coming up with uh, new technologies, new ways of uh, connecting and bringing people together. So I think this is a time, although we don't see it in the news, I would encourage people to do to dig beyond the mainstream media for the real truth of what's going on. 
and to really do some extra research, and and you will be amazed. I mean, Johanna, this is really interesting. There's even a newsletter from the Good News Agency that is put out by the UN, talking a lot about what I'm just saying about. And you can go to the Good News Agency. <laughs> I love that name. dot com or dot org and sign up, and you'll receive an email every month or so about all the good things that are happening in the world. And a lot of it has to do with empowering women. You know, the funny thing is, years ago, I said, we need to have a good news channel, a good news TV show, because we're so programmed for the negative. But I do also think, adding to what you said, that this chaotic energy, whatever you want to call it, you know, everybody seems to have an opinion on some level, which they're entitled to. We're no longer detached. We're connected. We're connected with, right. you know, things that are moving in a direction and how you ride that wave is really, really up to you. Um, besides your writing, what else are you doing? I mean, I heard you say, you know, your programs. So what kind of programs right. are you doing? Well, I do a lot of live events and talks and workshops and retreats at Sacred Sites, as like you do. And mm-hmm. um, so these live events have really um, become more and more a part of my mission because then I can really meet people one-on-one. And, I, I, you know, I'll always be a writer, and I love writing books, and I'll continue to write more. And yet, Johanna, I'm sure you, you might agree that there's nothing like that one-on-one connection with people. And so I, I'm sharing this message, the message of the Magdalene, the message of embodying the wisdom of the heart, which is one of my more popular talks and workshops, with all around the world with people in a more direct way. So that's another one aspect of my work. It's just taking the uh, the word, the written word, into the spoken arena. And I also have a uh, private healing practice. I've been trained as a shamanic healer over many years, and uh, I, I do a vibrational healing called the Reconnection and Spiritual Counseling, and I've had that healing practice for a number of years now. And I also have a mentorship program for women. I'm very uh, interested and excited about working specifically with women to empower them further. I think that's really part. a lot of the healing that's taking place right now on this planet is the healing of the divine feminine, a lot of which has to do with a worthiness, right? And Value. Uh, I, I also feel I don't want people to think that this is just about women, females, because no. we have we have divine feminine and divine masculine. They coexist inside of us. So right. um, and this is not about, you know, being heterosexual or homosexual or anything like that. Exactly. It's about it's energy. Uh, to right. me, the, the masculine energy is the active principle of the universe. The feminine energy is the receptive quality. So if you can think of it like that. Um, what she's talking about for her live events, mentoring is really open to all of humanity to to experience so and i do think people really are craving that personal touch you know that we need to go back to a place of nurturing and healing and caring for one another and the age of technology is sort of taken some of that away so in the goddess energy and the goddess system and the mystery school teachings um, I want to, we're going to go to break in a few minutes, but I really want to touch on that um, a little bit when we get back and, and also talk to you a little bit about the divine feminine mystery teachings of the Magdalene order. 
So mm-hmm. we're speaking with Dana Micucci. Please go to Amazon.com and get her book. It's a really great story. It's called The Third Muse, and we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. 
There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. here we are back in our last segment we hate to say goodbye to dana but we've got a few more minutes here to have a nice chat by the way you are listening to the x-zone broadcast network we've got a wonderful array of of hosts and different kinds of programs and you can find all that information at xzbn.net also i want to tell you for any of those who are interested in my work, you can find that at johannacarroll.com. And so where can everyone find you before we go into our talk about the teachings of the Magdalene Order? Your website, and where yes. should they find your books? Yes, they can uh, go to my website, which is my name, www.danamicucci.com, Johanna. And I everything is on there. You can order my books through my website. There are links there, too the publishers and to amazon.com so that would be the portal really um, to start there great for everything beautiful work by the way i love the work that you're doing i i I feel like i've met you in another lifetime i bet we did herbs with mary magdalene in france i wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) i bet we did or we were toning together in the cave there you go of course with all the steps leading up to that cave oh my god oh right it's a joy to be with you it really is thank you so much so the divine feminine Feminine Mystery Teachings of the Magdalene Order. Can you explain to people that are not sure, you know, what mystery schools, mystery sure. teachings, what that means? Sure. Well, uh, the mystery schools, uh, which still exist, by the way, and are often under the radar, mystery schools have existed on this planet since the times of ancient Atlantis and, and Lemuria and perhaps even beforehand. Uh, it's really... The mystery school path is for initiates, uh, male or female, Mm -hmm. people who are interested in that path of self-mastery, as I had talked about earlier, about moving into higher dimensional consciousness. One uh, great metaphor comes from the alchemical tradition where, you know, the alchemists would, uh, in their laboratories, Make try to make the lead, the the baser metal, into gold. However, into gold, they were yeah. Really into gold, and so yeah. however, there was an esoteric level to those alchemical practices, yeah. which happened inside of their hearts and souls, just mm-hmm. like it does with the adepts, or did, and continues to do so with the adepts on the mystery school path, is to really um, to. Um, continue to evolve oneself into the fully Christed being, the golden body. That's 
the to fully activate one's light body and that is what the magdalens did that's what yeshua did what magdalene did herself they activated their light bodies through a series of, of many esoteric practices and meditations which were done and continue to be taught in the mystery school tradition mm-hmm. and Johanna, ultimately, as we know, it's all about moving into that space of non-dual unity consciousness. So for those of you that are listening, I think it's important that a little bit of the history, a lot of the sacred teachings, for various reasons, were passed down through the oral tradition. Mm-hmm. And so what's happened in people vibrationally waking up whether it's through the Magdalene order or whatever else touches your heart and soul, you have a capability intuitively to receive that wisdom, those teachings that is innately stored within your soul. So the oral tradition, I'm, what I'm noticing, which I think is fabulous, the oral traditions, some of the mystery school teachings are actually being scribed, written down, you know, through your, your book, you know, think teachings that a lot of other people are doing. I know I feel I really in the four books that I wrote, I feel it's mm-hmm. in there as well. We're just mm-hmm. scribes. I feel like I'm a scribe for the divine on some level. Yes. So exactly. do you I think, do as well. yeah, do you think though the oral tradition, do you think it somehow gets a little distorted by the viewpoint of, whatever's going on at the time. I mean, I think it's really good that it's rising to the surface and we're discovering all these ancient sites that, you know, we didn't even know were there before. But, you know, the oral tradition was considered sacred. I know in the kahuna system in Hawaii, you know, there's only certain people, uh, the same thing with the Hopis, you know, et cetera, et cetera, when I was living in Sedona. So is the oral tradition... I don't want to judge it, but do you think it's being really understood and being transcribed correctly? Well, that is a very good point. You know, everything ultimately is transcribed through the consciousness and personality of the person transcribing it. So True. I would say yes, that, you know, one will really have to use discernment in any type of spiritual path, as we know, in any type of teaching or reading a book, to really feel, and this is why this is such a time of empowerment, and your question is such a great question, Johanna, it is up to you, to each individual, no one else, quote, out there, although nothing is really out there, so many of our spiritual, great spiritual texts and teachers have shown, it's all inside of us. But right. what appears to be outside of us, nothing, quote, out there is going to save you. So this path is a path of continual and ongoing inner deepening and expansion. And part of that path is discernment and listening to your heart. And as your heart continues to open and soften and yield and expand, you will know the truth. You will feel it in your body. And so uh, I, I, the people who are transcribing this wisdom now, yes, from the oral tradition, they're still, as you said, the Hopi, and I live right near Taos Pueblo here in New Mexico, sure. um, yeah. the Tewa people, they're very secretive about their yeah. wisdom. And for good reason. For what uh, yeah, I think they're, they're protecting the sacredness of it because I can tell you in Sedona, 
a lot of people, um, anyway, we won't go down that road, but a lot of people took advantage of, you know, uh, the sweat lodges and then there was a big problem, et cetera. So we're kind of getting off track here, but I find that, you know, and and for those of you that listened to this show before, you know, one of the things that I always talk about is know thyself. And I really do feel that that is Mm -hmm. the journey of the soul. Understand yourself to grow as a person so you can evolve as a soul and have that, you know, divine marriage, as you say. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I think that a lot of the information that's coming up is resonating with a lot of people and they don't know where to go to unravel the thread, so to speak. So I'm really going to encourage them. I, and again, I'm going to remind everyone, it's not just about reading Dana's book, but really go to her website, which is Dana Micucci, D-A-N-A-M-I-C-U-C-C-I.com and really see the work that she's doing and hopefully it will resonate with you. So what's what's the newest, latest, and greatest thing that's that's down on your road there? What's gonna, what's happening oh. in the future? Oh well, I'm I'm on my way um, on a sacred journey to Egypt, taking a group of people there, and nice. I'm doing yes, some more of these international retreats. And I am, you know, I have. It's been a while, Johanna, since uh, the third muse really, it was such a long labor of love, and I needed to rest after that. However, I have recently gotten the message that I need to start a sequel. So literally, nice. this call comes at a great t- energetic time, because just great. a few days ago, I sat down and wrote the outline for the, <laughs> for the sequel. That's awesome. Well, you got a lot going on. I think we all do. You know, I keep talking yeah. about retiring, and somebody said... You don't retire a gift. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, which is yeah. kind of, it's not just about the gift. It's about, you know, serving humanity on a, a much more profound level. So I really, really, again, love the book. You can find everything on your website or at Amazon.com. I really want to thank you so much for taking the time today. And, you know, keep in touch. And when that sequel is out, let us know. We'd like to have you back and, and share a new story on some level. Oh, thank you, Johanna. It was really a joy to be here. Thanks so much. My pleasure. And hopefully we'll see you soon. So for those of you that are still with us, I want to tell you again, you're listening to the Exxon Broadcast Network. You know, I did mention the fact that I'd written a book about Mary Magdalene, and it really was a pleasure to channel and write this book for her because it's a story about her life, and particularly her relationship with Yeshua. And that is on Amazon.com. You'll find all my books there. That particular one is called My Greatest Love, My Greatest Sorrow. So I really want to also share with you that I've got something brand new to announce that I'm very excited about. I'm teaching courses with the Blue Moon Academy, and you can find that on the internet at bluemoonacademy.com. And my first course is something that a lot of people have asked me about over the last 30-some-odd years, How to Be Spiritual at Work. It's a 90-minute course, and guess what? It's only $17. I mean, this is really a gift from me to all of you. And I really think it's important with, you know, a lot of the stress that we have and the chaos that we are experiencing and and the desire to really connect to our soul and ourself and do it no matter where we are, that this How to Stay Spiritual at Work is really a good course. You can also find it on my website, which is Johanna carol.com that's j-o-h-a-n-n-a-c-a-r-r-o-l-l.com so i want to also address the fact that we have brought to the exxon broadcast network 
an opportunity for you to really ex- not only expand your consciousness, but be educated and have some fun at the same time, not just with Dialogue with Divinity, but with all of our other shows. We've got some really intriguing paranormal <laughs> kinds of shows that I think a lot of you will really find fascinating. I personally do believe that there is a whole organization out there of different communities um, in the UFO sciences, so you find that interesting as well. We want to thank you for listening to Dr. and being committed to what we offer to you. So many blessings, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>